0: Well, our pitchers aren't pitching well, and uh, our hitters aren't hitting well, and
1: uh, our fielders aren't fielding well, and uh, our fans aren't fanning well. Weekday mornings from 9 to noon on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day.
2: Mahindra of Anderson has you covered. You're looking for a tractor. Now's a great time to go check out their full stock of Mahindra tractors. Uh, They're they're the best. They just simply are the best. And Mahindra of Anderson is going to help walk you through every step you need to purchase that tractor. In fact, they'll even do better than that. You need maintenance done. You need work on it. They got all the warranties. They'll take care of everything once you purchase that tractor at Mahindra of Anderson. Go to... Their website, see what all they've got going on. UTVs, tractors, trailers, tractor attachments. They're going to beat any competitor's price, and they're going to offer the best customer service and quality parts in the upstate. And they're located in Anderson, right there off of Dairy Road. So not hard to get to, not hard to find. You need to go see Mahindra today, and I promise you, you're, you're going to love what uh, Paul's team got going on over there. Mahindraofanderson.com. You can go there now and check out their new inventory, the 2024 1600 series in stock and on the site. You can get a quote. You can talk to customer service, and they'll help you out. MahindraOfAnderson.com. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us? John, let's move our attention to Concernometer uh, in college football after we talk with Stephen in Anderson. Uh, you had to put him on my computer's having some issues here. Please help me out. Hey, Steven, how you doing today? I'm good. How
0: are you gentlemen dude? today?
2: We're, we're doing well. I hope you are too.
0: Good. Yes, sir. Just a couple comments about basketball real quick and then I'll get off the air, but I, I'm very concerned about the, the late game basketball, not so much the shooting, uh, but the lack of rebounding last night, uh, giving Louisville second chances. And, uh, even foul shooting, P.J. Hall, and I think somebody else missed the front, of, front end of a one-and-one one late in that game. And then uh, the turnovers on offense, I, you know, like I said, it, if you miss the shot, that's fine. But at least if you're getting the shot up, you're giving Shefflin or Hall or Wiggins or somebody a chance to get an offensive putback. But if you're not get, even getting a shot off, then you're just, you're just giving the game away there. So I'll let you guys uh, talk about it, and you all have a good day.
2: You too, Steven. Thanks for getting in. I appreciate the call today i'll I'll say this about the rebounding it feels kind of like a one-off night honestly clemson's been a top 50 rebounding team i didn't realize that until the other day i look at the stats and i'm like oh they've actually been a really good rebounding team
3: yeah i think and we talked about it in hour one um the roar that i think a lot of it was the louisville stuff coming off the backboard not the rim a lot of those missed shots and opportunities just kind of I agree with you. I think it was just a one-off rebounding performance.
2: Maybe they didn't adjust as well, or maybe it just took too long. I don't know. I mean, the other team didn't miss an enormous amount of shots. What did they miss? Like 40-something shots. I think they had, what, 21 of 64? Something like that. 22 of 64. 22 of 64. Still, they missed. And two for 20 from three. <laughs> it was 40-plus shots. Uh, they were, you know what? It's <laughs> This is going to sound so mean. When you're a team that doesn't shoot well and you know you're going to miss shots, it's easier to rebound. You anticipate it differently. I mean, I'm not saying that's excuse that should have rebounded better, and I still think it was kind of an off night. But is that not true? Like, yeah, I think yeah, I think you're onto something there. Like if, if you're a player and you don't have the ball and you see a, a, one of your teammates driving to the basket, you're assuming very much he's going to miss it, and you're used to how he misses it, and so you can get in there and rebound it. Uh, I don't. Know. I, I think there's some truth to that. <laughs> But in all seriousness, you still don't want to give up 21 offensive rebounds. That, you just, It's not good. But I don't, I don't know that it's been a huge issue throughout the season. Uh, Clemson made more free throws than Louisville, but did they shoot well enough from the free throw line? I mean, well enough to win, yes. They have, they have missed some free throws that have been concerning in late-game situations. That goes back to what we talked about, the concernometer earlier. Uh, but again, it was it was one of those weird games where it was like three or four different types of games were played all within 40 minutes, and I'm I'm not making excuses for Clemson because I know the emotions and all that stuff happened to do whatever. You got to come out, but they won the game. Like I d- I don't want to just overlook that Clemson won the game. They did what they had to do. It wasn't pretty, and let's let's just let's I said we wouldn't use this game the rest of the year. I'll say this. Let's file this away, some of the things that occurred, to see if they happen again. I think that's fair. And if there isn't a rash of those things happening again, then then I, I feel like we're going to make too much of this one game. I'm not saying it can't happen again. We'll see if it does. Uh, but there's been some some free throws that they needed to make. But I don't think they've been a bad free throw shooting team, do you? No, I don't think so. I wouldn't say a lead either, but I don't think it's been bad. Yeah are teams playing Texas brings this up are teams playing in Shefflin differently?
3: I think they're playing both he and PJ differently.
2: You get into and the, like how you attack the under yeah. the glass
3: and all those different things. Yeah.
2: Get into the heat of, of conference play and you're scouting like crazy. Remember I don't, I don't say they don't scout in November and December. I think you scout differently in November and December. When you're in conference play, you know these teams and what they do and everything so well. I think it, it heightens it a lot, the scouting part. So maybe they've teams are making some adjustments on them, and Clemson has to readjust to that. I could I could buy that uh, from from that standpoint. Uh, six five four roar. You want to get in on the phone lines or the Adams and Co. Roofing text line, um, John. The college football conversation. I want to add a couple things. On the concernometer, meter Okay. Uh, what is Auburn doing? How concerned are you, one through five, with what the Auburn Tigers continue to do with their coaching staff? And I'll let you take it from there. <sighs> Brad, it's a five. And it may be even higher than that.
3: Uh, for those who have missed the news, Auburn has filled their defensive coordinator vacancy by hiring... Longtime defensive coordinator, DJ Durkin. Ew.
2: Long associated <sighs> now. Well, I'd say long. Long associated with maybe not the guy you want to associate with.
3: You know, I am not going to knock the early parts of DJ Durkin's career path where he was a GA for Urban Meyer at Bowling Green or for Tyrone Willingham at Notre Dame. I'm not going to bash uh, his return with Urban Meyer in 2010 or Will Muschamp employing him as his DC at Florida through 2014 or really the fact that he was reunited with Jim Harbaugh for a second time as the Michigan defensive coordinator in 2015 but Brad in 2016 DJ Durkin took the Maryland head coaching job on May 29 2018 Offensive lineman Jordan McNair was hospitalized after showing signs of heat stroke and exhaustion while participating in a team workout. And then he later died at the age of 19 years old. Yeah,
2: very sad, very tragic.
3: It was awful. Um, Brad, I don't know how much you remember That's Just a little refresher here for people. 80 days later, after a review, the Maryland Board of Regents and Athletic Director Damon Evans recommended that DJ Durkin be allowed to stay and be the head coach at Maryland. I remember. Um, he was fired later. Or was fired the next day after the intense backlash from the Maryland football team, all basically saying and refusing to play for him anymore.
2: Yeah, it was a it was a mutiny.
3: It was it was a mutiny, that, and you know, way before the portal and things like that, they just straight up said, "We're not playing for this man." And good on Maryland football. So, after one year as a consultant with the Atlanta Falcons in the National Football League, DJ Durkin's given the opportunity to be the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss in twenty twenty.
2: Mm. Okay.
3: After two years at Ole Miss, Brad, he, I would say in the way we kind of view football, he got a promotion to go be Jimbo Fisher's defensive coordinator at Texas A&M, where he received a lot more money for his services. And after two years at Texas A&M, amidst a coaching staff that had no scandal attached to it whatsoever in any of the branches of that tree, he now joins Hugh Freeze at Auburn University. As his defensive coordinator. Brad, you did the the homework for me there in that last break of looking up what his defenses have done since he was removed as the head coach at the University of Maryland.
2: Essentially, you're asking me, is he worth hiring? Is he any good? Well, he wasn't good at Ole Miss, but to be fair, is anybody. They were next to last in total defense Does- in... 2020 and then 97th in 2021
3: so that totally screams the resume and the type of performance that Jimbo Fisher should be seeking out and giving this guy more money to come run his defense when things are falling apart
2: no he because this
3: is a guy who's clearly earned that opportunity by having the next to last defense in the in the country and then upgrading it to the 90s right yeah that's how you're given a better opportunity
2: yeah if you want to look at it from that point of view, which is not how Jimbo was looking
3: at it. No, he, he was hiring him to fit in with the sleazeball staff that he had assembled down there because his resume fit with everybody else in that building. Well, his resume was so much SEC, too. Ah, okay, so his resume is working for Urban Meyer, and it's working for Jim Harbaugh, and having a great relationship with Will Muschamp, who's about as SEC-connected as anybody in this country. Yep. He got hired by his buddies. John. And then, then he attached Lane Kiffin to his name and Jimbo Fisher. It's mm-hmm. all in who you know, Brad. Well, we, we can't go out and give these good opportunities to young coaches who are climbing up the ranks and doing things the right way. We cannot give these opportunities to people who are putting together top 20 defenses in this country with less talent. No, we're going to give it to a guy who has had multiple jobs in the Southeastern Conference and wasn't any good at him. But instead, we're going to continue to give this guy opportunity after opportunity, in amidst a staff with a head coach who gets nothing but opportunity. I think and failing. I, I just it, it sickens me to my core what Auburn is willing to do, and not the Auburn fans, right? But the brass at Auburn University, what they are willing to do to win.
2: Yeah, and he's not gonna even gonna that good values. of a coach, man. He did get A and M up to 19th in the country this past season in in total defense but here, here's the thing I I don't know that I would say he's not as as good I think what it is and I, I think you I think you would agree with this I don't think DJ Durkin should be coaching in college football no I think I think he gave away that the right to the, do that. the privilege yes. to coach in college football because it is not his right to coach college football yeah I think I think I don't think he should be coaching in the game these schools that are continuing to hire him are are built by staffs that are what's the word? We'll go with desperate. That's a great word to put it. They're desperate at these schools. They're desperate to have someone who is competent and know what they're doing. Is he worth the baggage that comes with him? No, I don't. I I don't think so. But there's that's the theme here, is it not? Do you not see that? Ole Miss was desperate to get someone who knew how to run a defense. It's desperation. And who you know, right? They you, they're willing to take the
3: risk. We're not willing to take a risk on a guy in the G five who's putting together elite defenses. No, 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 no. We'd rather go take the sleazeball that people
2: know. Yeah, as a texture pointed out, what a list: Urban, Muschamp, Jimbo, Freeze. I don't think I don't think Lane Kiffin's a bad guy. I, I, I don't think it was a good decision to hire Durkin, but I don't think Lane's a bad guy. I don't think think so either, but
3: but, but he does get lumped into this because you were the one that pulled him out of nothing. He was a consultant for the Atlanta Falcons before Lane Kiffin pulled him out of the muck. I don't think Lane Kiffin's a bad guy, but he cares some of the responsibility here.
2: But this is a cultural thing in the SEC, in my opinion. Absolutely it is. That they will take people they know and have done stuff, whether it's, you know, no matter how bad, just about, apparently, they will take people that they know and they feel comfortable putting back into powerful positions on their football programs because they're desperate. They think that that's how they're going to get... They, they will trade anything else in the world for feeling that they made the right hire in terms of competency, not human being. I'm and not it, saying every school does it, but it is a, is a culture. But you can't
3: tell me that's not what's happening at Auburn right now. See, I, I don't...
2: Does he have... Did he have a past relationship with
3: Kiffin that, that I don't know not that I can see based on the resume. No, I don't see any jobs in which they spent time together. You would think after working for Jimbo, it would be really hard to get a job anywhere. But no. <laughs> you would think? Because the most desperate man in America, Hugh Freeze, is out there looking for someone to fill a staff with.
2: Auburn does reek of some serious desperation.
3: Because after year one, what do they do? Instead of Hugh Freeze taking accountability, he fires everybody who had previous connections to Auburn.
2: Six five four roar. More to come on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Calling all coffee lovers, the Dream Center is excited to announce that they have officially launched a coffee brand. They are currently offering three different flavors Colombian, Donut Shop, and French Vanilla. The Dream Center receives $5 from each bag of coffee sold, and trust me, they're all delicious and a great way to start your morning. Purchase yours today, it'll to make a difference. Buy online at dreamcenterpc.org or in person at their easily resale store on Calhoun Memorial Highway.
3: This is Herb Tyler. I want to make sure that you download the Chick-fil-A app before attending the 2024 Chick-fil-A Recruiting Wrap-Up hosted by Fort Hill Clemson Club. Create an account. Make sure your phone's location service is on so you have a precise location turned on for the app. We have a fun location-based giveaway planned only for attendees, so don't miss out on this. And never miss out on getting rewarded by mobile ordering on the Chick-fil-A app when you visit Chick-fil-A of Clemson or Chick-fil-A of Silicon
4: outstanding customer service, incredible prices, and special requests. See why our customer reviews rave about Anderson Beverage Outlet with a great selection of wine, beer, and spirits. Anderson Beverage Outlet is your go-to destination. 3% savings for our law enforcement, healthcare, and military professionals, plus savings for you in our customer appreciation program. Anderson Beverage Outlet, 140 Commons Parkway, Anderson, in front of Lowe's and Target. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions, rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states your rate could increase with high-risk driving, generally safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. i thought about it many years. And then I did it. Dropped big pounds and never looked back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start Ph.D. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call Ph.D. because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com.
2: This is Brandon Davis, owner of BCD Services. We're now serving Anderson and Greenville counties with HVAC maintenance and new installs. From a very young
0: age, I knew serving people was my passion. BCD Services' mission statement is integrity, excellence, and respect. That's exactly what you'll get when you pick up the phone and call BCD Services. You're not just a number. Relationships truly matter to me and my team. For all of your HVAC needs, call BCD Services at 864 940 48
2: Show your love this Valentine's with exquisite fashion jewelry from Diamonds Direct and save an extra 20%. Now through Valentine's, all fashion favorites at Diamonds Direct are on sale. All earrings, all bracelets, all necklaces, stackable bands, colored gemstone jewelry, and more. Lots of romantic and timeless gifts for under $500. Special financing available, too. Don't miss this. (laughs) An extra 20% savings on all fashion jewelry favorites at Diamonds Direct. Shop in-store or online at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Passion. Call the whose name is his number.
1: One Tom Plumber. One Tom Plumber. Anyone know a
0: good plumber? It's an emergency. One Tom Plumber will be there in an hour. Or they'll discount
1: your bill. In one hour? Yeah. Just dial the number one, then Tom Plumber. That's their name. That's their number. Call the plumber whose name is
0: his number.
1: live and local sports talk coming to you from the upcountry fiber studios
0: this is 105.5 and 97.5 the roar
1: serving the five counties of the south carolina upstate upcountry fiber is a stronger connection the college football games may have ended but the off season is just getting started and we have you covered all year long
3: these fans need to calm down
4: the big game hype is real I can't wait. They
1: really need to produce for their fans. The Roar, where every day is game day.
2: I think what really bothers me, I mean, there's a lot of things that bother me, about the fact that DJ Durkin continues to work in college football when he showed horrible leadership the handling and, and what happened with Jordan McNair at Maryland. It, it, it's all terrible and, and tragic, and he's still working. Uh, that's bad enough. But what also really, really bothers me is how so many people act like that never happened or that that isn't part of the resume. How that's gotten washed out of Durkin's background is beyond me. And it's a media problem doing that. All i right, right, I'm... I'm Point the finger at the media there. John, you, you talked about it earlier. I don't know if maybe it was off the air you said this. One of the stories you read talking about the hiring of DJ Durkin at Auburn had no mention of of Maryland. Chris Lowe of ESPN,
3: who's as, as plugged in as anybody in this country. Hugh Freeze is hiring DJ Durkin... To be Auburn football's defensive coordinator, sources tell ESPN it'll be Durkin's fourth different stint as a DC in the SEC. He was at Texas A&M the past two seasons, Ole Miss the two seasons prior to that, in Florida in 23 and 14. We're gonna ignore the year at Michigan and the three years as the head coach at Maryland. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
2: That's a huge problem. It makes me sick to my stomach. Every time D.J. Durkin gets another job, we're going to bring it up, and we're going to bring up the tragedy of Maryland. Because that's what you do. You don't get a chance to wipe the slate clean like it never happened.
3: You know, he may not care to ever remember Jordan McNair, but I'm sure damn well going to.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you you don't. I mean, the man showed no remorse. No, 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 no. and, And horrible leadership through all of that.
3: I mean, if, if we go back in time and remember that that era of Maryland football, it, obviously that was as horrible and tragic as could happen. But it's not like everything with sunshine and roses in that locker room under DJ Durkin either.
2: There was a lot going on in that locker room. There was a lot going The culture within that program was toxic. Remember, how, I think that was the literal word that was used to describe what was going on inside the, the, doll, the doors at Maryland. Toxic and we're just going to, you know, usher him into another job, and we won't ever mention that he was at Maryland. Why can't you, is, is my question. Why is it off limits? Why would the media, when they, the media takes so many people and builds them up and then wants to tear them down, why are they covering for this guy? Like, what, is, what makes Durkin so special that you, you just act like what happened didn't happen? I cannot make sense of it.
3: I can't. I mean, Brad, you read off the stats. I don't know. I mean, it's not like he's just this elite defensive mind who just shuts down every offense he comes across.
2: Yeah. No, I mean,
3: I, I think he's, he's probably good, but the media's portrayed him as being elite. That's fine. There, there's hundreds of good coordinators out there that you can go give these great opportunities to.
2: But the same media that... It- Claims he's elite is the same media that's covering up the Maryland stuff, huh? Interesting. So how am I supposed to take that? How am I supposed to believe you that you said he's elite? I don't. I don't consider him an elite defensive coordinator. I think he's been built up to be that by the media. Yep. But I by based on huh, all the different people he has worked
3: for and is connected to. It all starts where.
2: Well, he was a GA for Urban Meyer. There you go. Let's go to the phone line, 654-ROAR. You want to get in. Tennessee Steve's up next. Hey, Tennessee Steve, how are you today?
0: Just fine. How are y'all doing? We're doing well. That's good. I tell you, I am, I'm ashamed of uh, Tennessee right now. And uh, I long for the days of Pat Summit.
2: She was the best. <laughs> she was the best. You're right about that. Yeah, she was a great ambassador and representative of the volunteers for decades. Yep, I agree.
0: And if uh, these coaches were half the coach she was, this wouldn't be happening.
2: Yeah, it's there. I mean, look, if every sport, every business, everything. There's always people that lack integrity in in, in some manner that do things, but. It feels like there's more of of those now than there there used to be, and um, the Pat summits of the world you know seem to be to be fewer for sure
0: it, I'd rather be proud of my university rather than be known for cheating.
2: <laughs> well, in this case, Tennessee Steve, you're trying to get out of cheating by saying it was illegal, so there you go. you don't have to worry about it. The whole thing was illegal. never yeah. happened.
0: Well, it's, uh, I, I just think college football total is uh, going the wrong way with the transfer portal and other things that are going on. And um, I don't know what would be the best solution. I know the players should have their rights. But uh, the transfer portal is just making uh, a big gap between the haves and have-nots.
2: Yep. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you getting in today and uh all right y'all have a good YouTube. best of luck in your legal endeavors your future endeavors
3: uh, can i kind of say one more thing on the chris Lowe thing and then we'll take oren's phone call here uh-huh i guess the part that sickens me the most too brad is he popped off that tweet about you know the huge gap in dj durkin's resume at um after 10 o'clock at night on a monday night hmm. interesting just we're just gonna bury this thing as much as possible of course. You don't put that out, you know, middle of the afternoon or 5 o'clock when your sports center can grab it and run with it. We throw it in late
2: night. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. That You th- you think that wasn't orchestrated? It's 100% orchestrated. And who did that come from again? Chris Lowe.
3: The, the tweet that I referenced where they talked about his three stints as an SEC defensive coordinator. And fired off in the middle of the night.
2: I just don't think you need to be responsible for what... Durkin is responsible for and we just act like it never happened. Jordan McNair died.
3: A 19-year-old player and his family put the, the hands of their son and trusted DJ Durkin for the growth and development of their son.
2: Yeah. Man. Let's go to and Landrum. He's up next. Hey, Orin. Hey, how are you guys doing this Orin? morning? We're doing well.
0: Listen, uh, you just hit on the point I'm trying to make. Um, I'm I'm not that familiar with Coach Durkin's skills or how good he is or all that stuff, and that stuff at Maryland was was just horrific and handled terribly. But here's the part of with Auburn that I don't understand: what they're thinking about or not thinking about is recruiting, because you just said that if in, if Auburn's going to try to get anybody, especially on defense, come to that school, you know what the other schools are going to say to the mamas and daddies: Hey, you don't want you don't want to send your kid to Auburn. Uh, they 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 got a guy there that let a kid die, and 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 then tried to cover up. You want your son there, so just from a recruiting standpoint, it it seems to me to be boneheaded at best. Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, I I agree with you, Or. Thank you for getting in. I appreciate the call. Um, it's it's beyond frustrating. He's he's right. But he's right. Why, why is Dirk indifferent?
3: I have no idea. Like, why if you're Hugh Freeze? Oh, boy. Why if you're Hugh Freeze, when you're already at a place that's a pressure cooker of a job, when everyone's going to negatively recruit you to, to now, to kingdom come, because of who you are as just a person and a human being, why do you... I think, recruiting is already the name of the game for him right now. That's one of the biggest things that Auburn is putting pressure on him to do is recruit. Why are you going to make it even harder on yourself? Why do you have to overcome one more thing of negative recruiting? None of it makes any sense whatsoever.
2: Do you want to hear some of the things that occurred at Maryland?
3: Yes, please. I think we all need a refresher of the era, the DJ Durkin era at Maryland.
2: So Jordan McNair... uh died of heat stroke an offensive lineman that was running a team team drill uh and and died and you know that that in itself is is the tragedy but there's a case we made that that never should have happened like it, it, in fact as that was what there's actual congressional legislation there's like a bill that, that went through to help protect players because that was the thing it should not have happened correct and it happened under DJ Durkin's guidance with the program and so then what happened after that, after they decided to keep him, there was a, a detailed investigation that occurred because ESPN reported that two current Maryland players uh, and multiple people close to the program, as well as former players and staffers, cited just all kinds of toxic culture things that were going on there. And so the university looked into it, and they created a, you know, a commission it's always self-serving to a certain degree, right? I, oh, absolutely. And they, they did not use the words toxic culture. Uh, but here's some things that they found within the, the program. That there were 12 allegations chronicled of misconduct from the staff. One was multiple players anonymously complaining that the coaches would make them watch disturbing videos while they ate. One player said it included videos of serial killers, drills entering eyeballs, and bloody scenes with animals eating animals.
3: Oh, well, that's awful. Yeah. And disgusting.
2: Much of the investigation surrounded the strength conditioning coach, who was essentially the scapegoat of this. The family came out later and said that they, they, they forgive him and that they, they don't feel like he, he should be the scapegoat in all this. Uh, but there are allegations certainly against him, you know, choking some guys and doing some things with weights that was not, not appropriate in any way. But again, this all came under the the watch of this was this starts at the top, folks. It, it's it's festered down. We're going to blame Harbaugh for cheating. Why are we not blaming Durkin for all that went on in this toxic culture? Absolutely.
3: Because w- what is the strength coach there to do? To be an offshoot of the head coach, to send the head coach's message in off-season workouts where the
2: head coach isn't allowed to be there. Yeah. John, he has, he, so much of his persona was built in a completely different era of football. That's what gets me about bringing him, continuing to give him jobs. He was the recruiter of the year in 2012. Twelve years ago. He, he was. the rec- recruiter of the year. Who cares? If,
3: who cares if we can? No, I'm saying I'm not trying to make a like take a shot here, but if we can acknowledge that, going back in time, that hey, guess what? The guy who was the recruiter of the year for his head coach is Will Muschamp. I think we've all agreed Will Muschamp's not a good head coach, right? We're not going to continue to give him opportunities as a head coach.
2: Do you, do you know what he did I, in 2018? Do I want to know? He was hanging around Alabama, and there were reports that he was helping behind the scenes, and so Nick Saban. Nick Saban had to release a statement and said that he was just spending a few days with the staff from a professional development standpoint. He was not hired in any capacity. I remember that now. At the University of Alabama. I remember that. So, people like Nick Saban won't, whether he was or not, there's obviously no record that he was employed there. But he was hanging out. But just by him being on campus, Nick Saban had to come out and say, we didn't hire this guy. We didn't touch him. Yet Auburn's desperate enough to go. We'll take you as a staff member running our defense. Not even behind the scenes guy. Nick Saban's like, no, uh-uh. I had nothing to do with him. Hey,
3: hey, you wonder how he ended up in Oxford?
2: Ah, okay, there may be some because there's, there.
3: you know, obviously certain people, you know, a lot of people from Tuscaloosa have filtered over to Oxford. Their current defensive coordinator at Ole Miss did that. But I,
2: I think Kiffin was on staff then.
3: 2018? No, he would have been at FAU.
2: Okay. Well,
3: he was replaced. No, he was replaced in. Because um, he wasn't there for the 16 title game. Was it the 16 title game? Yeah, he got Sarkeesian replaced? replaced him for that one because he had just taken the FAU job.
2: Regardless, um, Nick Saban said, no, 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 no. I, he's not employed. He's not employed. He just was hanging around, watching the staff, watching stuff. Not employed. What, six years later, Auburn's like, come on! Come on! We'll take you. With open arms and a pay raise. <sighs> Says a lot. Six five four 5 4 roar. Uh, John, real quickly, some other... And we'll have some time to get to him on the other side, too, but um, is there anything else college football we need to put on the... I think we spent a lot of time on Durkin. Anything else we need to put on the concern on meter for college football?
3: Uh, not that I can think of today. All my effort was making sure that we put a spotlight on... On this whole situation, because if certain other media outlets won't do it, I'm not going to – I'm not playing that game. This deserves to have attention brought to it.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you on that and how it got to this. I just – I just, for the life of me, don't understand it. Why you need to employ him, what the reasons are for doing so. He's not that good, people. And well, well if, then if, again, even well, if he was, even if he was,
3: I'm still not hired. We're asking the same question about Auburn last year when they hired the head coach, right? So, and it's the same thing a year later with the D.C.
2: I mean, honestly. But why?
3: Like, why? You didn't have
2: to do this, but you did it anyways. Why? But honestly, the the whole argument of is he good enough or not, shouldn't it shouldn't even be an argument. No, because he should have been. Is he
3: worth it or not? blacklisted from coaching. He should have had a show cost placed on him for the rest of his life in
2: 2018. Yeah. Final segment after this, don't go anywhere. Calling all coffee lovers. The Dream Center is excited to announce that they have officially launched a coffee brand. They are currently offering three different flavors, Colombian, Donut Shop, and French Vanilla. The Dream Center receives $5 from each bag of coffee sold, and trust me, they're all delicious and a great way to start your morning. Purchase yours today. It'll make a difference. Buy a line at dreamcenterpc.org or in person at their easily resale store on Calhoun Memorial Highway.
1: Need to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or a wood chipper? Maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor? McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni owned, renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union. Call 654 9187 Clemson or 718 1449 West Union.
3: This is Alan Smith, owner of Smitty Smokin' Soul Food in Easley. We humbly accepted the 2023 Best New Restaurant of the Upstate Award and could not have done it without our loyal guests, friends, family, and our amazing team members. Drop in this week and try our famous soul rolls, fried chicken breast, brisket, wings, and amazing sides like fried okra, five cheese mac, jalapeno cheddar cornbread, and so much more. Just like Grandma made it. Visit Smitty's at 5284
4: Calhoun Memorial Highway in Easley. We'll see you soon. New Year, New You. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. i thought about it many years. And then I did it. Drop big pounds and never look back. Look, like, any time's a good time to start something good and something new. But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start Ph.D. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call Ph.D. because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. If you've been charged
0: with a criminal offense, the legal system can be overwhelming and intimidating. You could be facing significant consequences. You need someone in your corner to help you navigate it all. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, will help you get the answers you need. Call today for your free consultation at 864-654-3680 or visit nicklaverylaw.com. You don't have to go through this alone. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney,
1: here for you. Relax with Founders Federal Credit Union, where members are our top priority. Founders just gave back $10 million to current qualified members. If you earned a loyalty bonus dividend, the funds were deposited in your loyalty select account, proving once again that it pays to be a Founders member. If you aren't a member yet, now's the time to join. Visit foundersfcu.com to learn more about the Founders difference and to see if you qualify for membership. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership qualification required. Terms and conditions apply.
4: Valentine's is approaching fast, so be ready for that special day. Roosters Men's Grooming Center has everything that you need to look your best for your special date. Get anything from a haircut or neck trim to a 7-step facial shave. This modern classic barber shop has everything you need to look your best. Call 864-884-8920 for your next appointment. Or use the new Roosters app to see more of the services they provide. Located on Pelham Road in Greenville.
1: Wesley Financial Group is not a law
0: firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. The ugly truth is when you buy a timeshare, you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. I recently helped a couple that had their maintenance fees go from $800 to $3,200 a year. They also received a $4,000 assessment for a hurricane that was over 1,000 miles away. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends call my office now if we take you as a client i guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare, or you'll pay nothing
1: call for your free information kit call 800-414-7272 that's 800-414-7272 800-414-7272 six sports minds playing with powerful toys He's got some tools. 105.5 and 97.5 FM. We are The Roar, where every day is game day.
2: It is the final segment here on... The last day of January. We're coming to Mars February. And we can forget this insufferable month. It's just too long, John. It's just too long. I'm ready to move on. Uh, speaking of moving on, we got to get to some other things here. Uh, 654 Royal Still, time for you get in, though. You know, speaking of moving, <laughs> Brad, I'm currently online
3: right now at BoneyardCyclesOnline.net, and I'm looking at their inventory right now, which is updated daily, at some of their used Harley's. Some of these metric cruisers, Brett. some of these deals are incredible. These sport bikes, these custom bikes. i am seeing some of these price points, and I've, I don't own a motorcycle, but I am very much contemplating the idea of going by and seeing the whole team over there. Great people. And Brad, when I tell you, they update this website every single day they do. They have a great showroom, unbelievable amount of inventory, the best service, the best pricing you're going to find anywhere here in the upstate. So go on by and see them. 507 Pyramidary Road, right over there in Anderson. Give them a call at 864-226-7555. As always, go online, check out the inventory at BoneyardCyclesOnline.net.
2: 654-ROAR. So, time for you getting with us if you'd like to on the phone lines or the Adams & Co. Roofing text line. Uh, let me throw this at you. On the Concernometer 1-5, through five, this is for you personally, John. Arthur Smith, Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator. Man, I just calmed down after the whole concern of meter thing. one through five. Um, four. How about this concern? I'm gonna I'm gonna specify it even more. Concern for your running game. This is supposed to be a running game guru who was not that in Atlanta, sure. and an ignorer of tight ends uh, as well. Pittsburgh's sort of built around tight ends and running game. Yeah, Pat Frymuth
3: and Darnell Washington were a really good one-two punch at tight end. Um, The running game has been non-existent in Pittsburgh the last several years. I think a lot of it, uh, in due part to being the offensive line being poor, I think this was the best unit they have had in the last couple years up front. I think rookie Broderick Jones from Georgia really helped out up front there. And I do think the way the Steelers are built that they want to try to control the running game, especially because Kenny Pickett's your quarterback, right? I do not – the thought of having a Cliff Kingsbury or, like, a big pass-happy coach right now coming to Pittsburgh would terrify me because you're asking Kenny Pickett to run the air raid at the NFL. Buddy, that ain't going to go well. That would not work. So I don't hate the hire. I'm not inspired by it. It's not overly exciting. But I do think when you go back and look at his time in Tennessee, Mm. before his time in Atlanta when he was just the offensive coordinator – Ran some pretty good offenses. And I think the Steelers are planning the fifth year picking up the fifth year option on Najee Harris. I don't love that move, but I understand it based on kind of what your roster's at, what you have, and the kind of where you can go attack things in free agency in the draft. I don't love it. I don't think it's certainly not a sexy hire, but when were the Pittsburgh Steelers ever gonna make a sexy hire?
2: You don't you don't have a sexy offense. You don't do you'll make a sexy hire. You no. You don't hire a guy to come in there and run the run and shoot and spread it out and throw it all that's just it, how you're built. Certainly
3: not with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. But could you have done better than Arthur Smith? I think so. But could you have done worse? Or could you have found someone that schematically would not have been a fit for the roster that you have yeah. for the twenty four season and the next couple?
2: That's true. I mean it's hiring sort of on brand.
3: Yeah. So I, I don't wasn't know. surprised we're, by it. I'm not inspired or
2: like overly excited about it, but we're also very very active when you hire a guy who just got fired as a head coach
3: well and also we are two hours from atlanta right we have a lot of falcons fans that brad you and i talk to on a regular basis here on the show and we've had a lot of negative falcons segments over the last couple years hated his guts yeah under
2: his uh (laughs) under his watch so yeah i agree with you uh are not not happy with um the arthur smith as a Steelers fan, I'm freaking out over this. Uh, so the, it's 100 to them on the concern of meter. I yeah, get so
3: Worried that Warren and Pickens exist. I, well, I think Jalen Warren still is the better back there. I think he will emerge under Arthur Smith as the, the feature back in that offense. But as much as I like the talent of George Pickens, I'm so tired of Steelers wide receivers being kind of a headache. My issue, though,
2: is that it was about Arthur Smith. One reason he was higher was his concepts. His concepts were trash in Atlanta. It didn't work. But they worked in Tennessee. He ignored B. John Robinson for half the season. Just didn't care that he even had him. That feels like a problem to me. But you're right. You, you, you have other things to worry about, too. You've got some revamping to do uh, on the offense. So I just, I just don't think it
3: makes sense to have a pass-happy coordinator come in, like to go get a Joe Brady or Kellen Moore or something like that with Kenny Pickett. Because I, I don't think he's the guy.
2: I I do wonder if this is not a prelude to potentially bringing in Derrick Henry. Wouldn't hate it. Derrick Henry going to be a free agent. Look good in the black and gold. I just wonder. Do you think he's got enough tread on the tires? Yeah. Okay. I'm not giving him a
3: four year, like, mega contract, but. Two year deal? Absolutely. I would sign up for that in (laughs) Pittsburgh.
2: You don't care what the price is? Just give him two years. I mean, as
3: long as it's, you know, not overly, you know, it's not going to crush the cap or anything like that. Yeah. I think you'd have to overpay a little bit just based on, you know, kind of his status in the league the last several years. But I would be totally fine if, like I said, based on the quarterback that you have, to set up an offense that's a lot of running the football and using the tight ends and play action passing and things like that.
2: All right. Best of luck to you in all your endeavors. Thank you. (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers fans, you're going to need some luck. Hey, speaking of
3: needing luck, Brad, concerto meter one through five Uh, that Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson decided, after we thought it was a given he was heading to be the head coach of your Washington Commanders, he's elected to stay in Detroit as the offensive coordinator. It's a five. They didn't get their
2: guy. It was pretty well known within the industry that Washington was targeting Ben Johnson and wanted to make him their head coach. They didn't get him. I think that they... I think that they are uh, now scrambling to figure out what to do. I think they had every intention of hiring him probably yesterday. And that's why it came out that he was staying in Detroit because I think the offer was pretty clearly made and he said no to it. He wants to stay with the Lions for now. So whatever Washington had didn't, didn't sell, didn't hit home with Ben Johnson. So what happens now? You go get his 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 other the other coach m- staff member over there. Would Aaron you? Glenn? I don't know. Would you,
3: based on having a little bit of extensive knowledge, since he worked for Ron Rivera this past year? Is this Eric B. Enemy's opportunity no, to become
2: offense stunk? Offense was like twenty fourth in the league or something. I mean, no, I offense wasn't good enough. He, I'm not saying he can't be a good head coach. He just didn't do enough to in Washington. Plus, you're trying to flush everything. Okay. No, it's it's not gonna be the enemy. me. I, I, I think you get Aaron Glenn. Do you do you make a run of Bill Belichick right now? No. Mike Vrabel? No. I mean, I promise you they've already reached out to Vrabel. I'd be just shocked. He probably had no interest. So I think that you're now can you pony up? Can you can you get somebody to listen if you write the you know, the check high enough? Put enough zeros on it. Sure, you can get probably anything you want. I don't I don't know if they want to do that though. Uh... Mike McDonald. I still think he probably ends up in Seattle. I still think they Aaron Glenn, they'll they'll kick around on him. They're interviewing him. There's a couple others they're still looking at. Um out of the picture too. He's staying in Houston. I don't think Washington really wanted him. They may have had to settle for him. I don't think they wanted but
3: him. But he, he he was part of that twenty thirteen
2: staff. Yeah. <laughs> True. I think it's probably probably headed toward um. Or one of those other options. I, I just don't think I just don't think Vrabel I just don't think Vrabel's gonna go there. I, th- I think I wants to sit out a year at this point. And then I really, really, truly believe <laughs> that um, if Bill Belichick was going to be the head coach of Washington, it would have happened long before now. You don't become the the one of the last two teams to make a hire and it ended up being Belichick. And be one of the first ones
3: available to be out there searching.
2: Probably not. So, I don't like the situation. Uh, let's go to Stevie and Easley, and then i got a couple more we'll throw at you, John. One uh, involves a former Clemson player. Stevie and Easley, you're up next. How are you? Hey, you guys. How y'all doing? We're doing well. I've got... I'm old enough to
0: remember when Auburn was a proud, respected, nationally known program. I mean, my God. Bo Jackson won the Heisman there. And what they've become... It's just, it's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, I don't i don't disagree. And it, it, it's, the fans, I, I know, I, I respect a lot of Auburn fans. And, and I think a lot of Auburn fans yeah. are, are unpleased with the direction that the university chose on this. But the administrators and the boosters are having their way. And when they run things at Auburn, it tends to go in a pretty poor direction. Now, they might win, but then it's going to come, then they're going to pay for it at some point. I
0: don't. I don't know if they'll ever be the same with this cast of characters they've got down there. And I'm, you know, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm. I'm not. I'm a Clemson Tiger fan, but just to re, just hearing y'all talk about who they've hired, Freeze, and this other guy,
2: and their past, and
0: yep. it's just amazing what Auburn has become compared to what they used to be. Yeah. I, uh,
2: I I hear you, Stevie. I'm not. Thanks uh, for talking about yeah, it. Thank you. I don't. I don't like it either. I, again, I, I know a lot of Auburn people, and I've had really good experiences at Auburn. And I don't wish that, that the school or the program chose. Uh, I, I don't wish them to go in the direction they've gone. I just, it's it's, it's a little too scummy.
3: I completely agree with you. Um, my disdain for Auburn as it currently stands is mainly about the head football coach, his defensive coordinator. And the, the power players at Auburn in which you employ those guys. Yeah. I have nothing but nice things to say about Auburn fans that I have encountered. I've been to two Clemson games on the plains, have enjoyed both experiences down there. The fans could not have been more welcoming and kind. And I feel sorry for some of those who don't want to have to deal with the representation of their university this way. What do you do? Like, how would you feel if I Clemson had hired I someone? I have a very difficult time. I'd have, I'd have an extremely difficult time. Yeah, you know, one hand, that's my alma mater. That's, that's where I went to college. It's a team that's I pulled for. But I would have a very difficult time
2: being proud. Fair enough. Uh, a couple more here, John. I want to get you to concern me to wrap it up today. One, concern me to 1 through 5 for T. Higgins' future. Uh, it doesn't sound like the Bengals... From the way I read into it, the player personnel director talked uh, down at the Senior Bowl yesterday, and the way he worded it, I, you know, he said there's there's only so much of the pie that can go around. And he kept talking about how Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase, and they, you know, they value him, blah, blah, blah. They're obviously going to pick Chase over Higgins if if it comes down to it. That's yes. clear now. Um Higgins may end up on the open market because I, I just don't think I don't think Cincinnati. They, they, now Cincinnati will try; they'll make an attempt. Are you concerned that Higgins will have to take less money to stay in Cincinnati? And are you concerned that he, now that he goes into free agency, maybe this he could end up in a in a bad spot and just you know collecting checks?
3: What does he want out of it? You know what what is T searching for? Is he searching to be the highest paid receiver in this free agent cycle? Is he trying to? keep continuity in Cincinnati or is he trying to go sign with a different winner? I don't know what his, what he is looking for here, but I do think he is going to be well paid. I just don't think it's going to be in Cincinnati. Hmm. I am concerned that he, it's like a four that he could end up in a bad situation. I but I also think he could end up, I think there's some, some spots out there where teams could utilize him. I I know the text Line's about to light up with Jacksonville, but I think there's a lot of teams out there who could really use his services that are not that far away from being a contender.
2: We got a question uh, from Quez from Clemson about the Jags. Uh, concerned me to one through five about their, their off season. It's like a four. It's like a four, four and a half. I, I, I want to go into more detail on that tomorrow. Okay. Or, or, or some point this week, I have some thoughts on some of the free agency that's about to occur in the NFL. It's going to be a crazy cycle this year. Crazy cycle. We'll, we'll set the stage for some of that last one. Are you concerned for the future of Greg Olson? He's done now. It's Tom Brady's show, coming in to Fox next year. Five. And that, and that we don't, we don't get Olsen to stay. Maybe he does something else in the industry, or maybe he does something. I, I'd rather have him in the booth than a lot of other places. But there may not be any room for him anywhere. I'd rather. Well, I we, I can think of some people who
3: I'd rather uh, put him in the booth over. They're, they're locked in on Romo. Nothing to do there. Oh, but I wouldn't even talk about CBS. Dang. Who are you going with? I mean, and these, like, ridiculous NBC crews sometimes are just kind of a little all over the place. Well, he's not going to go be second fiddle to Collinsworth. No, I... I, Yeah, I know. Okay, fine. I was talking about CBS. (laughs) I (laughs) I was trying to be mean to Tony here, but... They're way too
2: locked in on his contract. Were they halfway through that 10-year deal? Probably. Not even. I don't even think halfway through it. Uh, There's still a lot to do there. All right, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have Daniel Shirley from TheAthletic.com. Coming up next here on the Roar, it's out of bounds with Quark and Ben. Have a great day. Take care. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, everyone.
1: WCCP one hundred five point five, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson. WAHTAM fifteen sixty, Cowpens ninety seven.